Hello video marketing legends, welcome to the podcast that takes the mystery out of producing videos. This week we talk with Gabrielle Dolan. Gabrielle is considered a global expert in the business of storytelling and real communication. She's the founder of Jargon Free Fridays and her dedication to the industry was recognized when she was awarded Communicator of the Year in 2020 by International Association of Business communicators and her client list is extensive with the likes of visa amazon uber telstra and the list goes on gabriel is going to help us understand the world of stories so by the end of this episode you won't only be inspired but ready to take action i'm your host chris schwager and let's check in with co-host brendan southall excited yes absolutely chris i'm really excited to see how personal stories can be relatable for for business use yeah are they testimonials are they case study stories are they brand stories i mean if you're confused about this then i'm sure gabriel is going to unpack that for us and i think getting back to basics how how do you tell a story what makes a great story you know what types of tips can we get and this is all the stuff that gabrielle is going to unpack for us so let's get her on the show yeah look i used to work at national australia bank so for 17 years so sort of started my life in technology and then sort of thought after about 10 years i need to get out of this before people realize i've got no idea what i'm doing and moved into sort of training and change management and leadership development programs and then you know in 17 years you progress through the ranks as a as a senior I was a senior leader at NAB and my final couple of projects at NAB was um, in change management and what I sort of started to notice was that when you shared a story to communicate it got it got cut through and people not only understood the message but remembered it so um it's almost 17 years ago now so i was i was at i was at the bank for 17 years and i've been out for 17 years where i've been teaching people how to share stories to communicate more effectively and to to influence both internally and externally when i think about stories sometimes well anybody <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is sitting around a campfire going oh, having a yarn right yeah. but what's your version of storytelling Look, to me, storytelling, so when we're talking specifically about business storytelling, it's my version is how do you communicate a business message? So whether that's, you know, part of your strategy or your culture or your values or just any message, how do you share a personal story to communicate that to get the message across? And when I say personal story, I'm not talking about it has to be like overly personal, deepest, darkest fears or anything but nothing related to work. So it could be something about when you were growing up or something that happened on the weekend because those stories are really engaging and that's what connects. So that's that's my idea of business storytelling. Now, of course, you can use work-related stories as well. They're still effective, um, but sometimes those personal ones get really, you know, great cut through. You've written a lot of books, six books now. I have. Uh, and yeah. the latest, the latest I just happened to have here, uh, Magnetic Stories, great title, by the way, Connect with Customers and Engage Employees with Brand Storytelling. What brought you to write this? Yeah, so it was actually interesting. All my previous books have been on storytelling and authentic communication, um, and they've been very much aimed at, I guess, the individual. So how is it? How as an individual could use stories in their leadership role? Um, that's what it's sort of been aimed at. And I sort of thought I'd been, I was done. The last last book I wrote, I sort of thought that you know, there's there's only so much you can talk about with storytelling, and I, I pretty much thought I was done. But what I started to notice is 
as storytelling has become really popular, people are trying to use it more. And I noticed a couple of things. This concept of brand storytelling, people were referring, oh, we need our brand story and we need to implement brand storytelling. And I'd see a couple of things. First of all, I'd see them calling something a story. So, you know, this big trend on websites to change the about us to our story. And you'd get in and look and there was no story. Like there was simply no story there. And it was a timeline. So, I could see people thinking that's brand storytelling um, and that, and it wasn't even a story or they would share one story. They would perhaps share the story about how the company started and thinking that brand storytelling was just one story, but, it, but it's not. It's lots of stories. And then I think the real catalyst for me to write the book as besides seeing people doing it wrong was I'd come across people and hear these amazing stories, perhaps how the company started or their passion for what they're doing. And I'd say to them, surely that's on your website or surely you talk about that externally to your customers. And they go, oh, no, it's not really relevant. And it was like, that is the most relevant thing. That that would make me want to buy from you instantly. And so I saw this thing, people weren't understanding the power of the story. So, you know, there's only so many times you can go, you're doing it wrong or you should be doing this where you go, I should write a book about that. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I did. We, we see so little of it. I mean, we're engaging with clients every week and you go to their website and they're just they're not a, they're not even communicating their basic demonstrating the basic function of their business let alone trying to tell any story about their business so what sort of information what what do you see is happening with the with Australian businesses what are they lacking i mean you mentioned obviously their understanding around stories but where are they really failing and what can they do to improve yeah look again i mean there's there's different ways i can answer that if we, if we come back to understanding the power i remember um this was a couple of years ago i was sitting or i was at a conference and you know they had the dinner and i was sitting next to this woman who owned a couple of childcare centers in queensland and, you know, I was asking how she got into that. And she said she used to be a dentist. And I went, wow, that's a bit of a career change. And she said, yeah, what, how I got into owning childcare centres was that, um, you know, me and my husband were trying to get pregnant for a long time. It took us a long time to get pregnant. And when we finally did and had a baby and got to the point of putting him in childcare centres, I would walk into every childcare centre and say, I don't want my child to be in this. It's, it's not good enough for him. And so I decided to buy one. And then she bought another one. She goes, and every single decision we make as a company is based on, would my son want this? And I just looked at her and said, please tell me that story is on your website. Because if I was looking for a childcare centre and I read that story, I would just like sign me up. Um, and, then, and she said, oh, no, it's not because it's a personal story and we use it internally, but we don't use it externally. So I see that going wrong. I see I see that happening a lot where people just don't, don't um, understand the power of those those stories like that show your purpose and your values um, and they shy away from doing it. And and, and I think, uh, Chris, what you were saying before that you, you work with a lot of clients and on their website and their marketing doesn't say anything about what they do and I think where a lot of people think it's not professional to share a personal story like that. So what they think is professional is saying things like, um, we deliver, you know, cutting-edge services to provide best solutions to our customers to achieve their goals, and you go, I still got no idea what you do. 
Yeah. Um, so that's that they revert to that sort of jargon to make themselves sound professional, but it says nothing. It says nothing about what they do. So let's let's go deep on that. Where where do you think the problem lies? Because obviously, for some businesses, like put it in perspective, like say an accountant, he's not thinking about telling a story. Where where does the the root of the problem lie? as to why people are unclear about how they should communicate to the market? Mm. So it's interesting. I've actually done a bit of work for my accounting firm because they wanted to communicate (laughs) through stories and they wanted to communicate their values through stories. So, again, it, it comes back to people fundamentally think, it's not professional. It won't add value. But could you? But could you imagine? Um, you know, you're looking for an accountant, and you go to you look up all these websites, and you know they're all pretty much the same. Um, or you go speak to a few of them. Could you imagine if you speak to an accountant and they tell you a story about? I don't know, maybe they tell you a story about how they were growing up and, you know, it was a single mother and my mum really struggled and she didn't get any advice and it really, you know, from early on I wanted to be in a position to give financial advice to people and help them make that decision. Like a story that shows why they're passionate about what they do, like all of it, it's going to be a no-brainer who you pick. It's going to be an absolute no-brainer of who you pick. So, you know, you can look at any, you know, people are doing accounting because they're passionate about it, most of them. I mean, some people might not be, like any job, but it's finding those stories that show why you're passionate, why you really love what you do, why you believe you can help, where you know you can add value. So it's sharing those stories. Um, and, of course, you know, I talk about in the book, you know, you're sharing stories about your customers too, how how you've helped them. So those stories will get people to buy from you uh, more than facts or figures will. Well, let's let's unpack that <laughs> as well because what, how, in your professional opinion, how is it that people are buying or more favourably choosing people based on stories? The really simple reason is because a story taps into emotion. And as humans, we are emotional beings. We try we try to think we're logical and we, you know, if someone said you made an emotional decision, you go, no, 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 I made a logical decision. But what the brain processes emotion faster. So we've actually already made the emotional decision and we justify on logic. Um, I, was, I was listening to an interview, uh, someone from the government about, you know, the um, the marketing campaign for vaccination and someone said, why, why haven't we tapped into the emotional side? Where, And he, he responded with, well, our research showed that everyone wanted facts. And I was like, of course people are going to say we want facts. No one's going to say, you know, we don't want facts, we want emotion. No one's going to say that, but they're humans. We're human beings, so it taps into emotion. Um, and that's fundamentally why stories work. And, you know, w- when I say tapping into emotion, it doesn't have to be all emotional, but it's tapping into emotion and that's what brings, you know, that's what creates brand loyalty. I mean, you know, it's why people line up 24 hours before to get the latest iPhone. I mean, that's not a logical, that's not a logical decision. That's an emotional decision. Um, and, you know, anyone in sales will tell you people buy on emotion and we rationalise through logic. So, yes, it's got to all make sense and you want to back up, back it up, but that's what a story does. It taps into emotion. And so how does the brain act when a story is told? How does it connect with people? 
So there's a whole lot of research, um, and I'm not going to go right into it because, you know, I had to force myself to do all this research to prove, but a whole lot of research from neuroscientists will say that the, the brain, like it actually just responds to emotion differently. And the thing with the story because it's tapped into emotion, it not only helps us connect with the story, so the message, but it actually helps us connect with the storyteller. So we, it's almost like this. there's an instant um, trust when, when someone tells you a story you connect with. You, you trust them more. So you believe in the story and trust them more. So, again, when we're trying to, you know, engage customers and, you know, get new customers and create brand loyalty, what we're trying to do is trust and, and and strengthening the relationship all the time. And so this is why it's important not to just have one story, that, you know, to have multiple stories that can do that on all different levels. And there's pattern interruption. Yeah. So there is pattern. So and it's almost like you could you could have a like a bad or a neutral opinion of a brand or a company. Um, or even a person, and hear a story that completely changes your opinion based on that story. Uh, one of one of my favourite um, stories from the book uh, comes from Barbie. So um, I talk about I was I was never really into dolls. I was always playing football or cricket and on, on my skateboard, BMX bike. Never really into dolls, and I never had a Barbie. I never ever had a Barbie, and. Um, when when the story, you know, when the came out about, you know, Barbie's a bad role model for girls, an unattainable body image, and, you know, I happily went along with that story. And while I was researching for the book, I came across the backstory of Barbie. And the backstory is that in the 1950s, Ruth Handler was the wife of one of the co-founders of Mattel that make Barbie. And she had two children, a son and a daughter. And what she noticed when they were both playing with their respective dolls, um, her daughter, called Barbara, could only imagine herself as a caregiver, while her son, Ken, and yes, Ken and Barbie were named after her children, could imagine himself as a firefighter or an astronaut or a superhero. And so she pitched to her husband and the other execs at Mattel to produce this sort of 3D figure of a doll with clothes that they could change. Um, and initially she they weren't interested, but she persisted. And in 1959, Barbie debuted at the New York Toy Fair. Um, the, you know, as they say, the rest is history. But there's a quote from Ruth Handler, and it says that my whole philosophy of Barbie was that through the doll, the little girl could be anything she wanted to be, that Barbie always represented the fact that women have choices. And as soon as I saw that, heard that story, it completely changed my opinion of Barbie. Not only changed my opinion, but will will actually influence my future buying decisions. So, hmm. I've got two daughters that are now 17 and 20 and they I never bought them a Barbie. But, you know, any future grandkids that come along might just get a Barbie. And also when we talk about missed opportunities, I had to search really hard to find that story and there was segments of the story all over and it is sort of hidden on the Mattel website. But I think what a missed opportunity that that story and that quote from Ruth Handler is not front and centre of their website and is not on every single Barbie package because that message is as relevant today as it was in the 1950s. So that's a really great lead to my next question, which is where is a good place for a business to start storytelling, say, on their website, for instance? Yeah, so... 
The first thing businesses need to do is to define what they want their brand to be. So, you know, what what is it you want to be known for? My um, the concept of brand storytelling, like people go, well, what do, what do you even mean by brand storytelling? And I, I sort of go back to, well, what do we mean by brand? And like, so you know, your brand is your brand's really important. It's what people. They'll decide whether they work for you, whether they buy for you, whether they, you know, employ you, whether they support you. And your brand, there's there's so many cool definitions of brand. And one of my favourite comes from Jeff Bezos, the Amazon CEO. And he said, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. My tweak on that is your brand is the stories people share about you when you're not in the room. Because ultimately, I think um, they will share stories. Like if someone says to me, hey, what's Chris like? And I go, well, he's he's okay, (laughs) or he's brilliant, they're going to go, why? And I'm going to tell a story about why I think you're either good or bad or whatever. And so if brand is the stories people share about you, then brand storytelling is almost like taking control of that, being strategic and deliberate with the stories you share. So to do that, the first step is you've got to define what you want those stories to be? Do you want to be known for exceptional customer service? Do you want to be known as innovative? Do you want to be known as trustworthy? Um, you know, you, you got to define what you want your brand to be. I think some companies are good at that and they do it, uh, but then don't take it to the next step. So then once you've defined what your brand, I think it's really important to teach um, your employees the importance of storytelling. Now, I know my, I might be very biased here because that is my job, teaching people how to tell stories better. But the amount of times I've seen companies expect their leaders to share stories and then don't teach them how to do it well, and it's just it's just a train wreck and it's setting everyone up for failure as opposed to success. So, and what that education process does is it then starts people going, okay, so now I realise the power of story. Then you start this um, cyclical process of how do you collect those stories? How do you communicate it? So all the different ways you can communicate it. And we, we've talked about website a fair bit, but that's just one. It's just one, one very simple place to communicate it. But then how do you create stories? So again, if you want to be known as innovative, you got to be innovative. If you want to be known as exceptional customer service, you've got to deliver exceptional customer service. And then that starts the, the you know, the way stories are created from the action. So we've established that stories could be virtually anywhere through your online, offline, marketing or not parts of your business. And we've probably demonstrated that very much in, say, our uh, pre-sales area, our workshops. These aren't things that that go online necessarily um, that we know people respond really favorably to and we actually kind of use it as a bit of a pattern interrupt but we we know the power of stories as a way for people to um, shift their thinking uh and and for them to actually pour more than just facts and figures and and detail and knowledge into into the uh into their learnings, but more just, hey, envelop into it. We know that I think the is it the brain takes a tenth of a second to make a decision about somebody, um, about a decision or whether whether to make a buying, um, uh, go through the buying process. You know, it's, it's immediate what people are thinking about you. And like you said, uh, people are buying on emotion, you know, not on, on, on all the detail. But from you, I guess what I, what I really want to know, Gabrielle, is what makes a kick-ass memorable story 
So I think I think it's got to it's got to tap into emotion, and I think if it doesn't tap into emotion, that's like it becomes a timeline. I think you got to you got to focus in on one message. So one of the biggest mistakes people make is they're trying to communicate like their entire brand or their entire strategy through one story. So be really really clear on what your one message is. Um, I truly believe they got to be short. So like when people go, oh, I don't have time to tell a story because I've only got five minutes. It was mm. like. Well, you should only need a minute or two to tell a story. I mean, you know, that story I told about Barbie took, I don't know, 90 seconds or so. So they've got to be short because even though we're as humans we're hardwired to tell stories and we listen to stories, one of the biggest mistakes people make with storytelling is just ramble. They just ramble and and because they're not clear on the message, they've got all this unnecessary information in it and you start losing people. So to me, as soon as you get to the point where people are thinking, get to the point, you've lost them. So you want to be uh-huh. thinking your story well before anyone is thinking, get to the point. So short and sweet, one message per story um, and just and tapping into emotion. So, Brennan, we're so familiar with our story time product. We know how much of a game changer it is for people to start giving a lot more about themselves rather than what they do and like this is an opportunity for for people for individuals for businesses to market in a different way to tell their story in a different way and we've just seen time and time again the impact that that has on people um, that people respond so favorably to story time videos or to the to the conversion you know case studies and testimonials you know what, what's your version on it Brandon why do you think that is I think stories are fundamental because it, it resonates at a very basic human level you know we've all grown through time through you know, passing down of stories so it's, it's a case of now making that relevant to business. And it's, and it's always a, been there. We've just got to bring it to the surface. Yeah, exactly right. And sometimes you just need a guide. And Gabrielle, you know, she, she coaches people in this area. You know, if you invest in one of the Rich Films Storytime products, you get a qualified scriptwriter and director to help guide your story. It's not just about you getting on camera and being authentic and trying to be real because we think that the barriers of being in front of lights and camera can be the thing that will stop you from being relaxed and telling a story. So having a guide, somebody to Sherpa you through the process we think is really important. So if you're interested in a story time, at least have a look at it, go to ridgefilms.com.au slash story time videos <laughs> go to the products tab uh you'll see story time videos right at the top there make it real make it natural make it personal so if you're interested go to the ridgefilms.com.au go to the products tab and story time videos and you'll see them and you'll see what we're talking about all of your competitors are out there telling the what trying to mess around trying to get their message clear and they're not telling stories yet they're still struggling just to get clarity on their basic message so you have a potential to be outcompeting them, you know, through through really going above and beyond in your ability to to tell a story and to get people thinking differently about you and your business. Well, unfortunately, we've reached the end of part one in this two-part series with Gabrielle Dolan talking about the importance of stories. But here's a teaser for next week's episode with Gabrielle. All our life, we've been told, just give me the facts. Like, has yeah. anyone ever 
ever said to you, just give me the story. Join us next week for part two of stories and the importance of stories in business with Gabrielle Dolan. You definitely don't want to miss it. That's all for this episode of Video Marketing Legend Podcast. If you want to start on the path to becoming a video marketing professional, just go to ridgefilms.com.au and hit the learn button. For only $47, you get instant access to our online course plus live coaching sessions with me every month. Let us help you take the mystery out of producing video. Just hit the learn button at ridgefilms.com.au.